So I joined the Diocese of Austin, became a priest here in the diocese about 13 years ago. Uh, throughout the year, uh, the Diocese of Austin provides uh, different conferences and different kind of continued education um, for the priests. So we usually meet for a day of prayer in Advent, day of prayer in Lent. Um, usually meet for retreats. There's one in January, one in February. You can pick which one you want to go to. There's also what we call a convocation. So it's a kind of three or four day gathering in October where all the priests get together and there's some continuing education um, that we hear uh, usually from a speaker. And it's usually a good time for the priests to get together for fraternity and a great opportunity um, just to hear um, on different topics of different things of what it means to be a priest. So in some sense, maybe to be reminded or to get some updates if some things have changed. So sometimes we've heard, heard talks on prayer, some talks on confession and reconciliation. We've heard a talk on exorcism. Uh, we've heard a talk on fraternity um, and balance of life. Uh, we've had some talks on scripture and even the liturgy when there were some updates in the liturgy a few years ago. So different conferences, uh, different topics um, that we are part of to, in, some, in a sense, to be reminded um, of what it means to truly live and to serve as a priest. Sometimes, it can happen, I think, to all of us, um, that after a while, we can, for at least for priests, we can begin to think, well, I know what's best, or I'll do it my way, or I like this better than that. Sometimes there's some things in the priesthood, just as in jobs and work and being husband and wife and family and being a student, that sometimes we can take some liberties on some things. But on other things, there is one way that is set out for us, truly to serve and what it means to serve as a priest. So I kind of say this, um, the church gives us an opportunity maybe twice a year to kind of go on a conference or go on retreat. We can say the first one is in Advent as we prepare for Christmas. Um, the second is the season of Lent, these next 40 days um, that the Lord wants to go on retreat with you. And he wants to remind you specifically what it means to be a Christian. What does it mean to be a follower of Christ? What does it mean to really live out truly our Catholic faith, right? What does it mean to be Christian? Um, so an opportunity to us to, again, to go into this particular time of Lent and to reflect, reflect, to listen, and look to see, hopefully with humble hearts, right? So we really can't go into Lent with a prideful heart. I've got this figured out. I know what it means to be a Christian. I've got it taken care of, Lord. But to come with a humble heart, Lord, I do want to follow you, and I'm trying to follow you, um, but how can I more follow you as Christ, as a Christian in my own daily life. So an openness. The word Lent, uh, kind of the root word means um, grow, to grow. So we can kind of see this time of Lent, the church desiring for us to grow, for us to grow again in knowledge of God, maybe to grow in our trust and in our faith of God, maybe growing in love and in mercy as God calls us to love him and to love our neighbors, ourself. So what particular ways is God calling us, maybe calling you, to grow in a particular way during this season of Lent? I like the second reading. Um, there St. Paul says, 
he speaks about two wisdoms, which I think is important for us. Um, he speaks of a wisdom of the world, and he speaks of a wisdom of God, right? And so he says to God, the wisdom of the world is foolishness. And I think it's also good to recognize that the wisdom of the world also sees God and God's wisdom as foolishness, right? So really, the two are juxtaposed to each other, right? Um, and so I think it is really good for us, again, to be reminded that we belong to the wisdom of God, right? Sometimes we get caught up in the wisdom of the world, though. Sometimes we get caught up in the ways of the world. But recognizing that God sees the way of the world as foolishness. And if we are followers of Christ, then we, too, need to recognize that the way of the world is not going to save us. But it is God and us being faithful and seeking to live out our Christian life that will bring us to salvation, that will bring us freedom from sin, that will prepare us to encounter a loving God in heaven. As I kind of reflected on this, it's kind of interesting because some of us, we might re realize that we live in sometimes the wisdom of the world, and sometimes we realize it, sometimes we don't. Sometimes it can be hard to break out of the wisdom of the world. So maybe at your workplace, for some reason, um, maybe the people that you work with like to gossip. So sometimes we might say, well, I work here, and I'm one of these people, and I don't want to be different from them, so I, don't, I gossip, or I listen to it, and I don't know how to change that. Maybe sometimes, too, there can be in our own family. I know that in the little town that I grew up in, um, there was a lot of prejudice in that town. It was very interesting uh, to listen to some of my classmates when I was growing up um, and how they treated people of, of different races and of different cultures. And sometimes it was like, well, all these other students are doing this, and it seems to be the nature of the town that I live in, so maybe I'll just do the same thing. Sometimes we fall into the wisdom of the world because we think that there's no um, other way. Or maybe sometimes we're afraid to live out of the wisdom of God and of the church. That really calls us um, in a radical way, just as we heard in the gospel today, um, to love our enemies, um, to be nice to those who are mean to us, um, to forgive those who hurt us. Um, and this is, again, not just a suggestion, but it is the wisdom of God and of the church that we belong to, of the church that you belong to, of the church that you say that you belong to as you come to Mass, as you commit yourself to the Lord, um, as you pray daily, as you come to the sacraments. So what does it again truly mean to follow Christ and to be a Christian, to be Christ in the world? Jesus says, to be as your heavenly Father is. He doesn't say to be as your people that you work with, or maybe to be like your family, or maybe to be like the people in your neighborhood, or other or the culture around you, or the wisdom of the world, but he says to be as your Father is. God, your Father. Who makes the rain fall on the good and bad, who lets the sun come up, um, on the just and the unjust, who provides for all of his children. 
How is God calling you to go outside of yourself this length? And maybe to be stretched a little bit. So maybe a couple thoughts I think can be helpful. Um, maybe one is, uh, well, before I get to that, um, let me just speak a little bit about Ash Wednesday. So Ash Wednesday is coming up this coming Wednesday, right? So a great opportunity, many of you know, except for maybe some of our freshmen that are here, that Ash Wednesday is a great day when a lot of people come to church. Um, sometimes it might be the only day they come to church out of the whole year. Uh, maybe it might be one of the two or three or four days that they come. But a lot of people come. And to put it in perspective, uh, we usually have about 3,000, maybe 3,500 people come to Mass at our seven uh, Masses each weekend. On this coming Wednesday, we'll probably see about six to 7,000 people. So that's going to be about double of the number that you see now, right? So all of you, again, faithful Christians, you desire to know the Lord and to follow him. So my desire for you is for radical hospitality. To be a Christian, again, and to love all people, is to be radically hospitable. And not just responding to, the, to treat them how they treat you, but to treat them as God, your Heavenly Father, would treat them and love them, right? So maybe a couple thoughts. Um, maybe you can pick a Mass that you normally wouldn't go to that might have less people at, right? So maybe you can stretch yourself and come to the 7 a.m. morning Mass. It's only about half full. Um, maybe you can come to the 1045 or the 1220 on campus because it's usually not too many people there. And maybe we can leave the space at the noon mass, the 5.30, 7.30, for all the people who normally don't come to come to mass, right? Also, too, when you come to mass, maybe instead of driving, you can walk. Uh, maybe you can carpool. If your car has four empty seats in it, when you park it in a parking lot, um, how about picking up four people on your way here and then park it? And that parking spot has in some sense, brought four or five people to church. And maybe you can park at the way back at the end of the parking lot and walk, right? Because I'm going to leave the front spots for other people, right? What does it mean to, in some sense, to kind of go outside of ourselves? I think it's also really good to recognize on Ash Wednesday, you might see some people that you grew up and went to high school with. You might see some people in your classes that you didn't realize were Catholic. You might realize... You see some people that you've never seen here before. My encouragement is not to judge them, right? To love them, to see them as God's children, to see them as your brother and sister in Christ. Encouragement, you don't have to say anything to them, but to be nice to them, smile to them, maybe move over, let them have your seat, welcome them, say hello to them. Hey, I didn't know you were Catholic. I'm glad you're Catholic. Um, maybe say hello to them when you see them in class. How in some sense can we radically be hospitable? How can we more be Christian in treating our brothers and sisters as God our Father treats them? How can we love the others? Specifically, coming here on Ash Wednesday. Um, God might desire to speak to them in a particular way um, at the Mass or at the service. God might be reaching out to them. And if you hospitably welcome them and are Christ to them, hopefully they will continue to come back, right, to encounter the Lord here. So as we begin this beautiful season of Lent, my brothers and sisters, how is the Lord desiring for you to become more Catholic, to become more Christian, to become more Christ-like in your thoughts, words, and actions? So maybe you can take the, the farthest parking spot. 
Maybe if you like to go shopping, you can, whatever you buy, uh, maybe give away the same number of items that you purchased so you don't continue to accumulate things, right? Maybe as the collection basket comes by, even if it's just a little bit that you put in the collection basket, maybe you put in, instead of what you have left over, um, put in a little bit more. So trusting in the Lord, giving out of your first means instead of what is left over, right? Um, How can you make time first? Maybe for the Lord, especially in prayer, during your week. How can you stretch yourself a little bit to look more like Christ in your life? And maybe it's needing to learn a little bit more about the faith. Awesome. We got this great uh, great catechism. We also have Father Mike Schmitz that is even going through the catechism in a year. So if you want to really know what the church teaches and what it means to be a Christian, uh, check that out. So a lot of good things. How is the Lord desiring for us to be more Christ-like? How can we open our hearts to letting the Holy Spirit lead us during this season of Lent to be more like Christ and to be radically hospitable to everyone we see? Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gigum.